0: One of the reasons I failed for so long is because I didn't understand the difference between inspiration and motivation. And on today's episode, in the middle of a breakdown of the talent code, we get into variables for stimulating inspiration. And more importantly, we break down the difference between the two and how to utilize them to get fuel for the right reasons, to get into momentum, have unlimited motivation. And get those results so let's get into that in today's episode are you ready to ethically scale your business good because this is the mind of george podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mind of George Show. I am stoked I am recording this episode and getting on an airplane on a trip, and that won't make sense like five years from now if somebody's still listening to this, and I hope that they are, because this is going to still be valuable and relevant, and I hope I'm still doing what I'm talking about in today's episode every single day, as I should be, as I will be, actually, as I will be, for sure. But I am excited because this episode uh, from this chapter of the book, which is chapter five of The Talent Code... Uh, And by the way, if you haven't listened to any of the first four, I'd recommend going through this one and then going back through them all. And I'm going to say this now in this episode or in this uh, part of it that I think it's important too that you consume them all. And if you pick up things from each one, you write them all down, but then you save them, right? And, And don't save them so that like you have to come listen to them all the time, but Use them like a tool in a toolbox. So, like when you have these awarenesses, and maybe this episode today, or this section, or the one on ignition or master coaching, really resonated with you, and you want to be able to reference it, just save that somewhere with the notes and and uh, what it unlocked for you is some clarity, and like your parking lot or or somewhere that you can find it, so that when you need that or you need that reminder, you can just come back to it. So, on today's episode. We're going to talk about how to basically um, the variables for creating or stimulating inspiration, the difference between inspiration and motivation, and then some ways to kind of get into it. So first, we know like motivation and inspiration are catchphrases to lure you in. And if you don't believe me, Google motivation versus inspiration, and you will find the most conflicting sides over and over and misused terms and everything. But let's let me motivate you with this short video. Let me inspire you with these 10 questions. But it doesn't have to always be externally. And so I was doing a ton of research after we did this. Ashley put all these notes together from the book. And I I spent probably like 30 minutes this morning, like reading all these different articles as I was going to summarize them. And then I found this incredible article on well and good. And the author's name is Natalie Arroyo Camacho. It's from January 26, 2022. We'll put the link in the show notes. But I can't articulate it better than this, and it makes so much sense, so I'm just going to read this. Motivation and inspiration are terms that are often used interchangeably and incorrectly so. For instance, consider how often you're interacted with inspirational content that actually moved you to do something about it. Probably not often, right? This isn't to suggest that you should stop looking for inspiration altogether. Rather, it's a call to learn what separates motivation and inspiration, and most crucially, understand how embracing one and eschewing, or I think I can't say that word, eschewing. Eschewing the other can help you take meaningful action in your life and protect you from negativity. And that's the part that I love about all of this. So identifying the key difference between them uh, was a main point of a conversation this author had uh, on a podcast, which is linked here in the episode. It's a 20-minute podcast, it looks like. I did not listen to it But that will be linked in this article in the show notes for you. So please, if this resonates, um, the motivation verse, inspiration, go check it out. This is the part that I love. Again, feeling inspired and feeling motivated are two separate entities. Usually, feeling motivated rather than inspired is preferable for yielding results because motivation can get you to do something while inspiration might not. According to Trespicio, which is the author that was on the podcast, motivation is intrinsic. And you get motivated by actually doing something that you told yourself you'd like to do. That is the most important part. For me, I fell into the trap for years. And thank God the Marine Corps really helped me understand this. But motivation for me and How I understand it now and how I explain it is a byproduct of when you do something that you committed to do, when you don't want to do it, the feeling that you get is motivation. And then the more that you get it, the more inspired you are to keep going, but also the easier it gets to keep going. So that's for me how I think about motivation. And on the author's side, on the other hand, inspiration is typically found outside of the self. She adds that this can mean that you're less likely to take action because you don't necessarily feel pushed to do so from within. The more you devour inspiring content, the more you want inspiring content, she says. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do anything with it. I find the thing that makes me motivated is when I focus on making something. So for purposes of production action, motivation can be preferable to inspiration, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily easy to come by. I find the thing that makes me motivated is when I focus on making something. It's easier said than done, of course, because sometimes people are just too tired to do something else after a full day of work, parenting, entrepreneurship, and other responsibilities, Regardless of how tricky it may be to see out action as a result of motivation, the value in simply embracing the difference between motivation and inspiration is clear. When you're inspired by others, it becomes all too easy to compare yourself to them, which may lend itself to you feeling like you're not doing enough. Alternatively, when you're motivated from within, you're empowered to act in a way that feels right to you and you only. By accidentally or unconsciously conflating the motivation and inspiration, you may start to look for external factors for a sense of validation that you'll likely never get. That's why the author suggests, or uh, yep, this suggests focus on finding motivation, aka just doing something rather than inspiration. There's power in not relying on others to inspire you, but rather to look for motivation within. And I couldn't have said it any better myself. And then I found a few quotes that landed for me around it that I'm going to keep as reminders. Uh, Motivation refers to a process of stimulating someone to act in a definitive way to achieve a goal. Inspiration is defined as an act of influencing people mentally and emotionally to think or do something creative. But this one is one that I wrote out for me. Motivation is something you feel after you stick to your commitments you made to start moving towards whatever inspired you. And so now that we kind of have covered the difference between motivation and inspiration, what does it mean for you specifically? And I'm going to answer this through the lens of what it means for me and what I've heard other people say in reference to this. And we actually recorded two podcasts and talked about this yesterday. So number one, it creates accountability within yourself. And, and for me, I know at the end of the day, that everything that I want in my life and in my business is going to have to be a brick that I lay or a brick that I ask somebody else to lay, but it's going to have to come from me. And most of the struggles that I face currently or have faced in the past, a lot less now, comes from not holding myself accountable. But with motivation and with clear measures, like the wedge of expectations and why I'm so bullish on it, It creates accountability in myself, even if my feelings are overwhelming me, making me want to not do it or procrastinate. But when you start to think about like high performers in general, I don't know anybody who always wants to go to the gym or always wants to go to the office or always wants to go to the podcast or always wants to do the coaching call or always wants to give the keynote. And to think that that exists is mind-blowing because it's not true. And all of us should be honest about it. Like there are plenty of days where I don't want to go to the airport. I don't want to come into the office. I don't want to record the podcast. And it's not that I don't want to. I love this podcast. But there's things that are in my brain and in my body. And and then I process them and I'm like, no, I committed to this. And it's in the consistency. And then being aware of like, okay got it. I committed to this. Don't feel great right now. And that integrity in it then turns it into motivation like, oh, man, because you get rewarded. And I'm like, wow, that was a good show. I did it anyways I didn't feel like it. So the next time it comes up, I'm like, holy moly, I've been through this before. And so it creates this accountability, but it also kind of as a byproduct uh, creates momentum and that fuel source that you're looking for. And so you get to hold yourself accountable to following through the goals that you set out to accomplish. And this is the most important part. It also shows you that if you get 60 days down the road and you didn't accomplish the goal, you can't tell me you didn't win because I can look at paper and show you progress and you can too. And that's where the book, The Gap and the Gain comes in, right? So why is another reason? Because the more you're committed to doing things that when you were inspired, to do in that moment where you said you wanted it, the more you commit to those things and the more you consistently chunk them down, the more you're going to find your true passion and purpose. Scurr. Break check. Let me take a moment to interrupt myself. I don't run ads on my own podcast. But sometimes I forget that I can tell you about things on my own show. So I'm interrupting for a very important announcement, which is the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. Because it is event time. And as a fellow entrepreneur and business owner, you know how important it is to attend live events, especially ours, with the world's most intense Rock, Paper, Scissors championship with the best prizes. But that's why I'm thrilled to invite you to our event that will transform your business and catapult your personal growth as a leader in industry. And if you do not believe me, I swear to God, just go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. I will not tell you. The people on the page will tell you. Their videos will tell you. But the event is getting ready to happen November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana, my beautiful home at the Grouse Mountain Lodge. We have a new event location. So down and dirty. It is a three day event with an optional four and everybody takes the fourth. They're just limited spots, but you'll find out more about those. Who's going to be speaking? Luckily for you, the best my dear friend, Mo Ismail and my, myself will be co-curating. He'll be speaking, and he is literally the best in the world at short-form content. It is mind-blowing. When he speaks, everybody writes notes and listens. My dear friend, John Wellborn, who is just a wealth of walking wisdom and knowledge. He was a NFL player for 10 years. He... Studied stoicism. He has degrees in rhetoric and from all these different places. And I learned so much. And then I have a special surprise up my sleeve, but I'll keep that with you there. So at our event, it's all about community. It's all about relationships. And our goal isn't just for you to walk away with clarity, which you will, mastery and understanding of customer journey, which you will, but also feeling recharged and on fire, ready to go into the world, knowing you have community and support. And so whether you're just starting out, totally fine. We have about half the room of that. Running a seven-figure business, totally fine. We have you. Eight-figure business, we got you. And we have had billionaires in the room. And we focus on principles and communities. And everybody learns from each other. Everybody benefits from each other. And everybody wins. And so I can't wait for you to be one of the 75 entrepreneurs in the room in that next experience with your bucket full. So I'm going to let you get back to the content but i'm going to tell you i cannot wait to hug you and high five you in montana so come be ready to be with 75 entrepreneurs that are all hungry for growth and networking and supporting and of course the world's most competitive rock paper scissors championship so i'm gonna let you get back to the content but irregardless right now it's time to go to mindofgeorgia.com event check it out and we will see you november 16th through 19th in whitefish Montana. And all of us should be honest about it. Like there are plenty of days where I don't want to go to the airport. I don't want to come into the office. I don't want to record the podcast. And it's not that I don't want to. I love this podcast, but there's things that are in my brain and in my body. And and then I process them and I'm like, no, I committed to this. And it's in the consistency and then being aware of like, okay, got it. I committed to this. Don't feel great right now. And that integrity in it then turns it into motivation. You're like, oh man, because you get rewarded. And I'm like, wow, that was a good show. I did it anyways. I didn't feel like it. So the next time it comes up, I'm like, holy moly, I've been through this before. And so it creates this accountability, but it also kind of as a byproduct uh, creates momentum and that fuel source that you're looking for. And so you get to hold yourself accountable to following through the goals that you set out to accomplish. And this is the most important part. It also shows you that if you get 60 days down the road and you didn't accomplish the goal, you can't tell me you didn't win because I can look at paper and show you progress and you can too. And that's where the book, The Gap and the Gain comes in, right? So why is another reason? Because the more you're committed to doing things that when you were inspired to do in that moment where you said you wanted it, the more you commit to those things and the more you consistently chunk them down, the more you're going to find your true passion and purpose. Because the more experience you're going to have, and you're going to have actual factual evidence of whether you like it or not. And the amount of times that I've been stuck in my life of like, well, I don't want to do an event, or I do want to do an event. And I don't, and I do. And the craziest part is this went on for four years in, until Lindsay like, literally put her foot down and she's like, do it. And I realized in doing it that all the answers I were looking for were just in doing it. It didn't mean I had to do 20 of them. I just had to do one. And once I did one, I was like, oh my God, I got it. It makes sense. But it helped me then change them and evolve them into things that literally I look forward to. Like I am so excited about every event we do because they have just evolved. But the more committed we are and the more consistent we do them, the more we realize how much more we can bring them into alignment. And so for people that are struggling to nail down like what they want to do or what they're passionate about. Like I'm 39 years old and I'm like, feel like I'm just starting to learn what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I still find new stuff, but the easiest way is to try new things, which we've talked about in previous episodes of this book. You have to try new things. You have to be creative. You have to experiment. You have to put it out there. And so when you have the motivation, when you get inspired, And then you build the routines and the structures to get motivated. You continue to make progress even when you might have forgotten what that inspiration was or that creativity or that toe tapping, which then allows you to get into your action and get back into it. And so then, you know, the third reason that we wrote down, and and this one is a big one, uh, it really, really instills this level of confidence to not think that challenges and roadblocks are going to be removed from your life. It's this, you're not even going to realize them anymore. It's like your suspension just keeps getting upgraded. The speed bumps never change the size. Your car just goes faster and they get smoother and smoother. And then when a new one comes, you, holy moly, you get bumped again and you stretch and you make a commitment, you change something and then it gets smoother and smoother. But I think what's really, really important and a lot of people on our show and a lot of people I've interviewed and talked to and and, and everybody in general will, will echo this the the stress the 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 resistance let's call it the 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 ad accounts being shut down the the cash flow of the the employee challenges like no matter what that never goes away it always is there and the bigger your company gets the bigger you scale the more things that are the more moving parts in your life the more that increases and your relationship with it is what changes and so your consistency. In these things, when you're committed and you're using that motivation by doing the behaviors, irregardless of how you feel, that consistency is going to literally keep you working through those things and make them easier and easier and easier. And if you're listening to this or watching this, you can also think back. To things now that are so easy or so second nature that when you were faced with them three years ago, four years ago, you're like, I'll never be able to do this, whether it's podcasting or something in entrepreneurship or marketing or recording videos. like You have so much evidence that when you actually were inspired to change it and then used that to chunk it down and make commitments and then use that for motivation to keep going, you've done this before. And those are the big reasons. And so the how... There's a lot of ways to get into the how, but we're going to break this down into like what are the variables that can or some of them that can stimulate inspiration and fuel motivation, okay? So one of the things that they talk about is primal cues. So how they define primal cues is they are triggers and motivations that have risen with evolution because those who didn't possess them or develop them in an appropriate amount of time did not survive. These factors are ones that can produce learning and purposeful practice more naturally. So, three examples to riff on that they talk about of what these primal cues are. Number one is stardom, number two is environmental, and number three is survival, right? So, stardom. What is this primal cue? Stardom is like the desire to create something that's never been created, to be the leader, to lead the pack, to create a revolution, for me to like go against most marketing and be like, I want to put relationships back into it. I want to put care back into it, right? Like uh, I was like desiring to, to change the way that it was done. So that's like stardom, right? That's a stardom example. Then there's environmental, right? And this is how you can be cued by your environment into inspiration and motivation, right? So with stardom, it's like the way that I wanted to do it, Literally inspired me, and then I was like, "Well, how?" And then you have to start biting it down, piece by piece. And then the longer you do it, the more motivated you get. Because for the first couple of years of using relationships beat algorithms, like people told me I was crazy, and I doubted it. And and I'd say up until about a year ago, I really, really doubted it. Until other people started coming up to me that I'd never met or hadn't been at events, and they told me how much it meant to them. And then I was like, "Okay, let's go." Right. But that's one of the ones for starting for me. And then environmental is how you're. Environment can create that inspiration, which would then lead to the motivation, right? And that can be uh, your office, and this is where I'm. I'm so bullish on environmental design. This could be the people you're spending time with. This could be uh, your life and something that's happening in it that you don't like anymore, and you want to change it, right? So environmental are cues there, right? And then there's survival, right? And this one is like base Maslow hierarchy of needs, like food, water, shelter, right? And You know, we've been in situations where uh, all of us probably thinking about this, I could think of hundreds of survival situations where my back was against the wall and my emotions were completely overrun, but that cue was so strong. And I was like, oh my God, it doesn't matter how I feel. Let's go time. Right. And so those are some of the ways that they talk about cues that you can use for inspiration and motivation. But this is what I'm going to say. You also need to be very aware of where your cues are coming from right? So if your cues are coming, uh, let's say you're having a stardom cue and you're like, God, I want to do that. I want to do that. But it's because it's from comparison to somebody else. Well, that's not going to work. And that is not going to be sustainable. You're not going to get inspired and motivated by that, right? And in environmental, if you're consuming or surrounding yourself with people that don't do business like you do and You don't like how they do it, but you still stick around and then you can't figure out why you can't really break away or do it differently. Like you have to recognize the influence that those things have around you. And so there's a lot of ways you can start to do this. But then Ashley found this incredible way uh, for motivation to kind of break it down, which I think is kind of cool. So for motivation, they talk about how there's four different variables, right? So physiologic needs, security needs, social needs, and achievement needs. That were discovered and so what they did is they studied 40 farmers to grow coconuts right small study but i really do appreciate how they break this down um so these are the four variables and the indicators that fueled them so the variable is the physiologic the security the social the achievement and then the indicators what they had is that they had like fulfill family food needs clothes needs residence. right security was saving and investation social and so when you think about this when you look at this Everything that's underneath all of these indicators or variables, there's a deeper level vision or purpose that links into it, right? And so what they were looking for is what it is that truly keeps you motivated. So what it is that like when it's hard or when it's stacked against you, what are the variables that keep you motivated? And so the physiological variable is fulfillment of food needs, clothes needs, residence, right? So like, that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like base food, water, shelter area there, right? And then security, right? Saving and investing in the future, which you can't do if those physiological needs aren't met, right? And then social, right? Interaction with others, open cooperation, right? And then achievement to be respected by others or recognized for others. And so when you think about motivation, those are the variables. And so we talk so much about like finding your why and like finding that deeper purpose. And we were talking earlier in the book about like that ignition, right? That thing that inspires you and remembering what it feels like when it inspires you and tire it into something deeper, not a result, not like a dollar sign, not anything, but like a, a, a skill, a, a belief a, a massive, massive impact or benefit in some way. And it's so that you can measure yourself internally And not externally, like that author talked about in the article when I was breaking down motivation and and, and inspiration. So you're measuring yourself about against what you want to build and how you're getting there. Not about what everybody else has built or how far you have to go, but like how far you've come and like everything is bite by bite and piece by piece. And you have to be motivated by something deeper. You have to have a remembrance because no matter what it isn't a consistent stepping stone to the top it's like three steps up seven steps down seven steps up two steps down 12 steps up 16 steps down right and and it's completely completely unpredictable and what ends up happening is when when those steps down come or we get hit in the face it gets really really hard to remember and then our measurement window decreases and it just feels overwhelming and it's these commitments these these things when we get inspired And then we put the things into place that create motivation. We're like, yes, I'm crystal clear. That's where I want to be in the future or closer. Here's my intention. Here's the behaviors that I'm committing to. And I'm going to do them regardless of how I feel. That's the wedge of expectations. That's what creates the motivation. And then when the things are getting hard, you have something to fall back on. You're like, yep, I know this is coming. This is where I'm going. And and it's never perfect. It's literally about practicing it. And and some days it's about practicing it 7,000 times a day. Right. And so when you start to think about these things, you have to understand where it is you want to go. Right. And so these are places, things, triggers in your areas, in your life, variables that stimulate inspiration. And it's important to look at the quality of the inspiration you're getting, but then using inspiration to get your idea of like, wow, I love how they did that, but that's their way. But what did I like about it and how can I do it my way? And use that as inspiration and then start putting some things into place and commit to it consistently. And you'll get the motivation to measure about your progress and how you're getting close. And then if you ever need more evidence, go back and read the gap in the gain again and look back or keep executing against the wedge of expectations and celebrate your wins and you'll see it. But when it comes to these things, I want to say this for me inspiration is incredible like look for all the ideas get as much as you can just make sure they're quality but when you get them recognize that those are somebody else's blueprints so use their blueprints to inspire you and then make adjustment to your own or add some to your own and then when it's yours start building it and allow yourself to go because remember one of the things in this is with those commitments it also helps you Find more of what you're passionate about or more of what you like or don't like, and you can adjust it and get those blueprints perfect as you build it and build it and build it. And so that's what I got on today's episode. I know that this one was probably a lot to chew on, but what I think is so powerful is it's really just a spark or crack in the door about how we think about things and how we can take this And look at how we're currently living our lives and habit stack it and make one small tweak at a time and one small change at a time and then get back to it and get back to it. And so I'm really, really excited to keep going in this series. I actually love doing this. These are reminders of books I've read and and I'm I'm actually putting all of these into practice for me right now as well. So I'm about to pack up and head on an airplane to get a trip in. And so I appreciate you guys. I love you to absolute pieces. Oh, I'm just giggling at my own reminders to myself that it's always simple and it's always back to the basics. And even breaking down this chapter and looking at it, it's like, yep, I got it. Yep, I'm going to start doing that again. Yep, I got to tweak that one a little bit. And so it's, I made my own chair as I'm saying this to you and I'm doing this with you. And so thanks for being on the journey with me. Uh, thanks for making it so fun. I appreciate you to pieces. This is how we're going to wrap the show. I will see you in the next episode. You'll hear me in your ear balls, but either way, have a beautiful day. We out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television.